0: 800 a.m. and 94.9 FM KINY Juno. From the Alaska Airline Studio.
1: Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis and these are the stories we're following this hour. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy delivered his State of the State address last night and an update about that winter storm warning we're all facing. But first alaska governor mike dunleary delivered his state of the state to the alaska state legislature last night in his sixth annual state of the state address alaska governor mike dunleavy promoted development projects let's face it people will go
2: where there's opportunity it's that simple people will go where they believe they have a future and that should be obvious people are flooding into our country from around the world because of the opportunity we present they always have but in Alaska we're not running down every opportunity. And sadly in Alaska, we're spending too much energy running off opportunity instead of embracing it. So that's when a pebble or an Anmore or a Tongass project gets killed. There are some that'll sit back and pat themselves on the back for destroying an opportunity for Alaska.
1: The state's motto is north to the future, not no to the future, according to the governor. He also spoke on how to retain people in the state, saying the state is in danger of falling behind in economic growth. We need everyone. We need more people here in Alaska. There's no
2: question about it, and encouraging pro-life policies that lead to more people having families and kids shouldn't be controversial. Now, there are some radical groups or some people who think fewer people in Alaska is a good thing. We've seen the results of their efforts over the past 50 years to discourage people from having families, and more recently, to restrict and control people through some social engineering. The results have been declining birth rates in advanced economic nations around the world, including here in the United States. Whether you're a student of history or just a casual observer, we can't have the kind of economic activity, growth and technological advancements that have built civilization over thousands of years without an increasing population.
1: He added that public safety is priority in retaining Alaskans. Governor Dunleavy also spoke in support of the Alaska Reads Act. Governor Dunleavy also recognized Alaska's charter schools' performance and called them an example for other schools to follow.
2: We know Alaska
1: students can succeed
2: when they're given the right opportunity and the right environment. This past November, research from Harvard confirmed that Alaska's charter school system is the best in the country. That's right, you heard correctly. Alaska's charter school system is leading the nation. This fact should be a cause for celebration. Every educator, Every administrator and every school board member in Alaska should be embracing the opportunity to learn from what's proving successful.
1: He also pitched teacher bonuses amidst the debate over educational funding and lobbying to raise the base student allocation. These payments will be from five to
2: $15,000 per year for the next three years, depending on where the teacher teaches. Our classroom teachers should be paid well for the work they do. Investing in our classroom teachers isn't just the right thing to do. It'll also strengthen our ability to recruit and retain them in a highly competitive world.
1: And January might break the snow record for the month after all. It all depends on how much snow falls before midnight. National Weather Service Juno issued a winter storm warning from 3 p.m. today to 3 p.m. tomorrow, with the heaviest snow expected early on this evening in Juneau. National Weather Service Juno meteorologist Rick Frisch looks at the 24 hour total for how this system will impact Juno as well as other southeast communities.
0: Starting with Juno, anywhere from looks like 12 to 14 inches, with the highest amounts down south past right around Thane. And the lowest amounts throughout in the valley. Actually, if you really wanted to get technical, at it, the lowest amounts would be out the road in this particular case because the bulk of the moisture that's coming at us coming from the south, if you drew a line between Sitka and Juneau, it's going to be streaming in from the south along that line, slightly to the east. So Sitka's going to get some, Angoon's going to get some, we're going to get some, but not very far to the west of that, the totals go down pretty rapidly.
1: Skagway and Haines are under a winter storm warning with different expectations.
0: 24-hour total of 8 inches in Haines, almost 8 inches in Skagway, 9 inches at Klondike on White Pass. But the ratio, the snow ratio is going to be much higher. Their snow is going to pile up, but it's going to be easy to take care of. In Juneau, the snow ratio is going to be lower, meaning the higher water content per inch of snow. And we all know the the phrase wet, heavy snow is going to be difficult to manage. This is not going to be as bad as it has been in the past, but the ratios for us are going to be lower.
1: Fritsch says what would need to happen for Juno to break the January monthly snow record.
0: Leader of the pack, not too long ago, 2009, we had 75.2. So far, we're up to 70 at the airport. So 5.2 inches is what we would need before midnight to at least tie the
3: record for January.
1: Coming up, Juno Dance Theater joined Capital Chat this morning to talk on Juno's Got Talent. That story with Jazz Garrett.
3: Welcome back to your local first news. I'm Jazz Garrett. Bridget Lujan, executive director for Juno Dance Theater, talked on the history of the competition. There's a good little legacy. This is our seventh year, and previous winners are Jocelyn Miles
4: and Celisa Thole, and Isaiah Unziker was last year's winner. So, you know, we, we've got, we've set the bar pretty high yeah. for the talent. And um, so, what a fun part of the event is to invite some of those previous winners back to perform also. So, um, in addition to the finalists competing, we have some guest performers. Jocelyn's going to perform. Isaiah's going to come play, and uh, Margot, mm-hmm. one of our MCs, is going to sing as well, and, and some JDT dancers. So it'll yeah. be a nice full evening of entertainment. And then, of course, the the high point will be uh, finding out who the winner is.
3: Floridolino Longandino spoke to the variety of performances that will be happening this Saturday.
1: Well, it's actually a mixture of stuff. Like Samara, Samara is a dancer. Roblin Gray Davis and Darius Menino are clowns, which are really fun. Oh, D-Loading really? is a rap artist. Um... Uh, Mason Simono is a singer, Colin's a singer, Pajama Shark Sharks is a is a is a band. Um, but there's a lot of just a lot of variety in the show which is really exciting.
3: The event is being held at the Juno Arts and Culture Center this Saturday from seven to nine PM. Tickets are thirty dollars in advance or thirty-five dollars at the door. The event serves as a fundraiser for the Juno Dance Theater. The Juneau School District Board of Education will be having the following event via Zoom. A Board of Education special meeting will be held this Friday from noon to 1 p.m. via Zoom, and the link can be found on the JunoSchools.org website. Dr. Deidre Jensen is currently the assistant superintendent in Sitka, and soon she will be taking over the role as superintendent for the Sitka School District. Out of nine applicants, Dr. Jensen was decided to be the most qualified and well-suited for the position by the school board. Dr. Jensen came to the Sitka School District at the end of the 2022-2023 school year after several years serving as an interim superintendent, school principal, and director of state and federal programs for the Southeast Island School District, and time as a principal, classroom teacher, special education teacher, and school counseling grant project director in Daring, Rangel, and Kenai. She is confident her previous experience has prepared her for taking on the superintendent role.
4: I have been around in different locations around the state. When I did my doctoral, there was an element of, of cultural integration when I did my doctoral capstone that fits very well for SICA with that experience. I think small, small communities or small towns is different than working in very large systems, and that's primarily where I've lived as in small rural communities, and I think that it has more of a family feel and it requires more collaboration, and so I think that that experience, just just knowing how that operates, I think will also
3: help. Dr. Jensen also talks about her future goals for Sitka's schools this fall.
4: We want to continue to work on the collaboration efforts, you know, within our district as well as our partners within the community. So that's definitely one we have. Like this spring, you know, we have budget concerns and issues. I think there's an element of the culture aspect and cultural integration that we have. Really, we've been trying to revitalize our strategic goals and really kind of focus on them because they're quite broad. So we're trying to narrow down exactly what that is. Those collaborative efforts will continue. Our goals are set by the board, but with some communication with a lot of the Stakeholders.
3: She goes into more detail on what the High School District's future budgeting goals are.
4: We're all lobbying for some increase with the BSA. We're not alone in this one. There hasn't really been an increase in the BSA, the base student allocation. We have a lot of things that we need to do and with increased mandates. So, especially with the AK Reads Act, it just requires some more help and cost of living, and we need to have some funds to support the mandates that we need to meet.
3: An Alaska-based consortium of Tlingit Haida and Shemshian tribal governments today submitted evidence to Canadian environmental regulators that affirms their historic presence along the Unik River, which cites threats by the rapidly expanding transboundary mining. The Southeast Alaska Indigenous Transboundary Commission is seeking recognition from the government of British Columbia and Canada to protect the Unik River watershed from being damaged by the Eskay Creek Mine, a large open-pit gold mine proposed just across the Alaska-Canada border by Skina Resources. CITIC Assistant Executive Director Lee Wagner says the proposed mine plan conflicts with their obligation to protect traditional lands for future generations. Now you're up to date with local first news. I'm Jazz Garrett. For continuous updates, visit our website, kinyradio.com.